This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to City Church U's Knowing God Guided Reading Podcast. We hope you will join us this holiday season as we read J.I. Packer's modern classic, Knowing God. All right. Hey, guys, we're back with the Knowing God Christmas study, and we're in chapter six of J.I. Packer's classic, Knowing God. The chapter is called He Shall Testify, and he's discussing the Trinity. And my first kind of question as we kick off this, this chapter together and we sit down is how do we discuss the Trinity with family and friends? Now we're recording this in the holiday season, the Christmas holiday season. And I think for most Christians, when we talk about sharing our faith or we talk about kind of telling others about what we believe to be true about God, it's often centric on Jesus. And there's not as much discussion about the spirit or the father. Mm -hmm. Um, How do we try to discuss all persons of the Godhead with our friends and family? Yeah, it's important to discuss all persons of the Godhead because um, our salvation is an act of three persons, uh, of the three persons of God, Father, Son, and Spirit. So it's important that we don't just talk about Jesus because then we're missing completely um, the works of the Father and of the Spirit. Um, just on the on the Spirit specifically on page 69, um, he writes... Uh, that the spirit is important. Why, were it not for the spirit, for the work of the spirit, there would be no gospel, no faith, no church, no Christianity in the world at all. And so, if we miss the spirit, we really miss um, after Christ to today. We really miss a lot, like what we've seen in history, what we see currently in faith. Um, we we would miss completely if we didn't discuss the spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of the power in knowing that the Spirit indwells each of us um, at the time of our salvation, and and then as we carry on our life from there, to me, like I I don't think that's something I fully grasped grasped right away um, as a new Christian, but you can't talk about that and not talk about the reality of the Trinity mm-hmm. um, and what that means and how God re- God the Father relates to Christ the Son and how the Holy Spirit relates to both of them and how they are employed to, to do and to carry out different things, mm-hmm. which can make it confusing to talk about, but mm-hmm. they are God. Um, and so I just think that we do a disservice when we 
don't speak to all three persons of the Trinity. Yeah, I, I read a book in college um, called Father, Son, Holy Spirit by Professor Bruce Ware from Southern Seminary. He talks about the three distinguishing features of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are um, their roles, so the the roles that they you know kind of perform, like in salvation, for instance, you know the Spirit he he draws. Um, Christ atones and the Father elects in creation. You know, we see the Spirit hovering over the waters. We're told in the Gospels all things are created through Christ, and we see the Father as an architect in creation. Um, And on and on and on we see these different roles. And then uh, the relationship piece, so roles, relationship was the second piece, which is the way in which they relate to each other. We see the Son, you know, resting under the Father, and we see the Spirit serving the Son, like we see even within God himself different ways in which the three persons of the Godhead relate to one another, and then the relevance, the way that they relate to us and work in our lives. And um, to me, it was a really exciting thing to read that book. If you want to learn more about the Trinity, it's a concise book. It's easy to read. It's called Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And it's exciting to start to see how the Trinity is throughout the entire biblical story and how God has continually revealed himself. And this is a, such a huge driving force between how God operates and how he still relates to us today. We even pray to the Father through the Son by the Holy Spirit, like as, as he moves and stirs and, and dwells us. So it, I, to me, I think that's a an exciting piece too of knowing who God is. You know, we talk about the Holy Spirit and, um, you know, the Francis Chan wrote a book called forgotten God. Um, you know, there's a section in this, this called divine yet ignored. I think Christians often don't think much or discuss much about the Holy Spirit. And I heard, um, JD Greer once say it's like our, I think he said it's like our pancreas or something or not pancreas. Cause we know what the pancreas is like our, you know, call colon or something like that. Gallbladder. Gallbladder. He's like, we know it's in, you know, we know he's in there, but, uh, you know, we're just not quite sure what's going on. <laughs> and I thought that was funny, you know, and it's like, you know, we know that the Holy Spirit, we know that he indwells believers, but we don't, I think, study and think about the implications of that. So, so what are the implications of the fact that we are indwelt by the Holy Spirit? Yeah, that, that's a really important thing to, to discuss. Um, I, I really liked how Packer just went ahead and, and, and straight out, you know, called us humans and said we would continue to fall short and get things wrong and not learn Mm. the things that we're supposed to know. Um, and then on page 70, he says, Christ sent the Holy Spirit to them to teach them all truth and so save them from all error to remind them of what they had been taught already and to reveal to them the rest of what their Lord meant them to learn. So mm. he was not leaving this earth and then leaving us stranded mm. or alone, um, that he sent the Spirit with very intentional purposes mm. to play out in the lives of believers and you know, in a way to be a representative here on earth. And, you know, as we strive to have the mind of Christ, we have the Holy Spirit to help us along the way. Um, And so I I find that to be something really empowering Mm -hmm. as a Christian. Um, And I have felt many times um, the work of the Holy Spirit and... Sometimes you don't always know to call it that right mm-hmm. away, but it, when, 
it it's, it's can be undeniable once you once you come to recognize that. What are y'all's thoughts on, you know, I think just this tendency for Christians to put thoughts, you know, study, conversation about the Holy Spirit on the back burner. How do we not do that? I think it it really does start with recognizing um, the power of the Holy Spirit for the believer. Um, I think that we we tend to think, like, I understand God um, or I have the capability to understand God because of my intellect. Mm-hmm. Or like I, you know, oh, he mm-hmm. he knows more about God because he's smarter, or things like that. We don't have anything that God hasn't given us, and that the Holy Spirit doesn't like allow us to understand. Mm-hmm. And so, if we want to know more about God, we only know we we only know things about God because the Holy Spirit is teaching them to us. I remember um, the night I got saved. I, you know, I'd been singing worship music my whole life. And the night I got saved, we sung Amazing Grace, like, after the sermon. And I'm just in tears, and I start singing the song, and for the first time, it started to make sense. Hmm. Like, the Holy Spirit had actually opened my eyes, Mm -hmm. my ears, to hear and to understand, like, the words of the song. And then I read Scripture for the first time. It started to become new. I I mean, like, we really can't—we can't know anything about God without the power of the Holy Spirit working Mm -hmm. in us. Yeah, I think that um, I, I think too. Just one of the, one of the issues of not having regular Bible reading in in your routine is that you know we tend to just kind of have these blind spot gaps where you know we're just maybe like referring to Psalms and passages that we like and have comfort with, and we're not pushing through. Just like actually, that's why I like Bible reading plans. The same reason I like expository teaching. Like mm-hmm. it does force you just to to study the whole counsel of God's truth. And so if you if you are making Bible reading a regular part of your life, like you are going to to see through the scriptures the power of the Holy Spirit and how he's worked and moved. Um, one of the things that, you know, speaking of the Spirit's work, you know, uh, Packer talks about without the Holy Spirit, there'd be no gospel and no New Testament that, you know, the Lord has, you know, uh, used the Holy Spirit in very important, significant ways throughout Scripture. Like, we see him be very active and and very significant things in the redemptive story, but we also see that there'd be no faith and and no new birth. And this is is something I want us to talk about a little bit, because the Holy Spirit, he should should shape the way that we think about evangelism. So what does that look like for college students, especially in a season where Mm -hmm. maybe they're going to have some opportunities to share their faith with family members and people close and near? Yeah, I think um, in a way it can really come down to um, staying grounded mm-hmm. by the Spirit um, and just having having that hope. Um, Packer says, Christ's human witnesses, that is us, uh, must learn to ground our hopes of success not on clever presentation of the truth by man, but on powerful demonstration of the truth by the Spirit. So the Spirit is actually the demonstration of the truth of the gospel. Um, And so I think in approaching evangelism conversations, opening up to others, it's knowing that we are not doing that alone, that we have the power and the truth within us. Um, And 
I just think it's really important to to recognize the spirit as really the illuminator. Um, we talk about like opening blinded eyes, mm-hmm. lifting the veil, um, restoring spiritual vision. Packer talks about um, just enabling sinners to see that the gospel is indeed God's truth. And like Hank said, we all have a personal moment of understanding where we feel we feel it for the first time Mm -hmm. and therefore we can call it what it is Mm -hmm. and we can miss that when we're talking to other people we can just really um remember about sharing our own experience Mm -hmm. not saying i have all the answers but saying this is how it has changed my life this is how i was saved this is my testimony Um, and that's our witness and it's very powerful um but we also you know are humble in the fact that they're not all our words. Like mm-hmm. it is the spirit working in us and communicating through us and helping us to grow more like Christ. And yes, we play a part in that, but mm-hmm. it is because of the spirit that we are born again. So that new birth um, really comes to light. And then we really are able to share about God's truth and talk about scripture um, and really wholeheartedly be led mm-hmm. by the spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, th- I think with the holiday, just on Amanda's thought, like when you're talking about a lot of college students who have got connected to the church and they're not perfect, but they have began to, you know, they've come to know Christ and they're following Jesus and they're growing in their holiness and, and sharing your life and your story, you can attribute God's work through the spirit in your life in a way that is yeah. humble. Cause Definitely. I think sometimes we're afraid to sometimes say that, but people mm-hmm. will recognize like we see a lot of college students come to know the Lord and have significant life change because the power of the Holy spirit is working in their life. So during the holiday season too, as you talk with friends back home and, and family members, you're presented these really great opportunities to, to attribute, you know, the power of the Holy spirit in your life through, yeah. through that maturity. Yeah. Um, I have a question for y'all. So when I really think about the Holy Spirit and evangelizing things, um, just kind of the word of like assurance comes Mm -hmm. to mind. How do y'all think about having assurance in the Holy Spirit with like evangelism? I find it personally is the hardest to talk to my family members about the gospel. Mm -hmm. How how do y'all think like having assurance in the Holy Spirit works into these conversations? I know like my mom got saved about four years ago and I think sometimes because we know our family members so well that we think that, you know, the random stranger on the street is more likely to come to know the Lord than maybe our own brother, sister, cousin, mother, father, son, whatever, because we know, you know, it's, it's just kind of the reality of like the more that we know each other, the more that we also know our sin and our struggles and the wounds Mm -hmm. that we have. And I think when you're talking with family members at the at the dinner table in the Christmas season, and you know that you know them so well, sometimes just the reality is the weight of all that can cause you to lose hope. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit, the fact that He has moved so powerfully in the lives of figures in the Bible like Paul, but also in our own lives, like we can know that there's there is a real hope for our family that's not rooted in. It's not rooted in our presentation. It's more so rooted in our obedience, mm-hmm. you know, to share the gospel. Because as yeah, we, the way that God has chosen to advance his kingdom is through the obedience of his people. As his people are obedient to do what he's called them to do, he saves. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, great points. I don't have much to add because I think that y'all nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) So my last question is, you know, um, as we talk about the holiday, Christmas and Jesus coming, you know, we, we talk so much about that Jesus came that we forget that there, that even though Jesus has come, you know, Jesus, when he's leaving, he tells his disciples, it's actually good that he's going to leave because the Holy Spirit is coming and it's actually better for them is the words that Jesus says. And this sense in which, you know, God in the flesh walked amongst his people but now the Spirit now indwells God's people, which in the Old Testament, the Spirit never indwells people. Uh, we see the Spirit fall on people like David and momentary, but we also see the Spirit, you know, through the tabernacle and the temple. But, you know, Christ's work through what happened in Christmas and Good Friday and Easter has allowed his people to be indwelt by the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's a way in which God's presence is with us in that. And I'm curious to you guys, how do we make that a significant piece of what we discuss and think about in the holiday season, that God didn't just come, but that he's here and his presence is here now? I mean, that really is like what the Christmas spirit is all about. It's not only that God came, but that like, when he did leave us, he didn't actually leave. Like he he gave his spirit, which, like you said, he says it's better that the spirit mm-hmm. come than him remain here because he can be with everyone. And so we have this Christmas joy, like believers around the entire globe, this spirit of unity and hope and and peace around the fact that, um, you know, it wasn't that Emmanuel came, God with us, and then he left. He came, and then he made sure that he was still with us Mm -hmm. in a more effective way uh, than when he was here on earth. Um, And so I think we think, you know, a ton about Jesus coming to earth, and we think very little about the Holy Spirit indwelling Mm -hmm. all of, you know, all believers on the earth. He is just as much here as Christ was, Mm -hmm. uh, just in a different way. Yeah, I I was thinking that in Jesus's ministry and his time on earth that he could only teach so many people. Mm -hmm. Um, He only had so many other humans around him. And and I mean, there were a lot, we're told they're big crowds, but as the gospel moved forward through his disciples and then through new believers and on and on um, that they they had the capacity to to grow because they had the spirit, so they could grow in their faith, and they could um, they could continue to 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 spread the message of the gospel. Um, they weren't Jesus, and most of them were not the disciples. There were only twelve of them, but to know that they had, you know, the mighty the mightiness and the um, just having having that ever present spirit mm-hmm. within them, um, that that led them to continue the great commission, mm-hmm. which is what they were called, um, to share and to make more disciples and for those disciples to make more disciples and, and on and on. So anyway, I think it's really interesting to think through, um, what that actually means, um, but why the spirit was necessary mm-hmm to make that happen 
and to keep us on track. You know, Packer says we would just, we would be lost Mm -hmm. without it. Yeah. And I I like the idea too, that Hank was kind of referencing to you in the scriptures. We see Paul say that we're one spirit and there is this sense in which there's a profound unity that believers share across the globe and across time uh, with our brothers and sisters in Christ as we are all indwelt, you know, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so that there's a unity, I think, as we head into this Christmas season, we think a lot about how we're united with our family um, and we're united with our friends in a much deeper, much more profound sense. We are united with one another through what we share in, in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm excited to continue this podcast and to get into part two, uh, which feels like a milestone for sure. (laughs) Big milestone. Um, But thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next podcast.